America needs a tidal wave of the old time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it or we don't. Probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I was thinking uh, we used to always say our names at the beginning of the show, too, and we just stopped doing that at one point, maybe because like we figured who cares, right? I don't know. Yeah, sure. uh, I'm Damian Depping and I'm Trevor Pullman. There we go. Now it's back. It's it's set. You know who we are. If you you were confused, be confused no more. That reminds me, actually, one time we had been doing the podcast. I think I was still doing the old podcast as well with Dave. Mm. And I was serving a table. And instead of saying, hey, I'm Trevor, I was like, hi, I'm Trevor Pullman. (laughs) Went straight into like post podcast. Yeah. And then the hosts at the front of the the station were like, what is that guy doing? We're the hosts. You were the hosts. And then I gave them all a sticker for Believe It or Not. And uh, there you go. There we Here go. We are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's let's talk about somebody uh, somebody else who's great at communication. Oh, great oh. segue. That was a good segue. Uh, we're talking about a guy who annoys me on a weekly basis. Oh, it's uh, not me, is it? No, it's somebody who, like, anytime <laughs> I'm working on a video, I have to like sort through some of his. We've talked about him before on the Preacher Scandal episode, but I thought let's dedicate a whole episode to this to this uh, fucker. Uh, okay. I don't know if he's a fucker, but uh, to this guy, he's just a guy. Uh, name of Stephen Furtick. Furtick? Yeah, or Stephen Furtick Jr. Or oh. in some places I read that his birth name was Larry Stevens Furtick Jr. But... Stevens, okay. I don't know, but that's that's where we're at. So he was uh, born in 1980, a year older than me, um, February 19th. Uh, uh-huh. It's my cousin's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yep, same day and everything. Good for her. Same day as uh, Stephen Furtick, same year. She probably likes Stephen Furtick, though. So anyway, that's it. Mm. That's the podcast. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Work, work. No, I'm kidding. He's an American Baptist. Uh, he's a Southern Baptist pastor. He doesn't act like a lot of Southern Baptist preachers, and his theology seems a little different, but that's the de- that's denomination. That's what he calls himself? Okay. Yeah, and that's the denomination he's in. Um, he, grew- he was born in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like my dad would say he was Catholic, even though he doesn't go to church and he doesn't pray or do anything, but he would say he's Catholic kind of thing. Cause he was baptized as Catholic. I think so. I think, yeah, so. I think that's what he would consider himself. I actually don't know, but yeah. I feel like it's something like that, you know, and he'd only get mad if you were like, why are we praying at Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, this is what we do. <laughs> But yeah, you know, just a normal little childhood there. Uh, But Mm -hmm. when he was 16, he read a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And he felt called to be a pastor from that. That sounded like a chewing gum ad. It does. (laughs) New dentine, fresh wind and fresh fire. (laughs) I chew that actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary after going to North Greenville University. And uh, he started as a worship pastor doing music and, and stuff like that at a church. 
uh, in Shelby, North Carolina. I just want to interject. How many different types of pastors are there? Because I know we've talked about youth pastors, but now you're saying that worship pastors. Yeah. What else are there? Are there like truck pastors? And then like there could be there's the truck church lunch pastors or something like what yeah what's what's the main difference is it just where they're focused on their things like i kind of figured that most pastors would kind of be able to do like a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah and that's what smaller churches are and then as the church gets larger like some churches just have a worship leader or like a rotating group of people who lead music larger churches will have a worship pastor and they're in charge of choosing the songs there's some case writing the songs or um they're in charge of like getting the the band together and and all mm-hmm. that stuff and then yeah there's youth pastors associate pastors like basically like your assistant pastor the guy who fills in when you're off there's a lot of them yeah right wow yeah what do you, what do you need time off don't you only work one day a week <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> i'm uh, sure they work more but you know <laughs> In uh, in 2006, though, is when he started uh, Elevation Church, which is the church he is still at. Um, He started it in the living room and through grace of God, it and probably lots of good marketing and uh, it grew into a mega church. Still in his living room. No, that'd be cool, though. Although he does have a pretty big house, so probably could. could, Yeah, Yeah. he just made a bigger and bigger house and he kept bringing people into his living room. (laughs) I would have I would have been like respect. Yeah. One of the things that helped get more people to come out is one Sunday in 2007, he gave away forty thousand dollars to the people in the church in envelopes. We should go to church. Yeah, I know. So they would get envelopes and there'd be either five dollars, twenty dollars and increments up to a thousand dollars. And then your mission was to go out and spend that on somebody else this week in like a nice way. Oh, that probably oh. helped people come out, though, to like, oh, this church has given away money yeah how many people you think actually was spent it on someone else because it was that's what he said yeah probably not a lot and when also this this church is in charlotte north carolina so we moved to charlotte okay. to start this church uh so he was going full on oprah trying to just win people over here then yeah he really yeah that's what it seems like you get a money you get a money i think oprah did put him on some lists of like spiritual oh yeah he was named one of oprah's super soul 100 oh great uh, in the list of visionaries and influential leaders in tw- uh, 2016 okay wow so what does oprah know yeah exactly (laughs) not a lot yeah (laughs) i think right now the church is around two twenty thousand people or more and he says his goal is in the next uh i think 10 years or so to get it up to 100,000 people attending the church but there's also like multiple uh campuses and stuff and right he makes a lot of money selling books things like that yeah he's got a couple kids one of them he named graham after billy graham because you know Mm -hmm. yeah course he did yeah he's an interesting guy the way he speaks i've, I've been very vocal about how much i hate it but i've also <laughs> should we do like a rundown of of like some of your biggest gripes about this guy like <sighs> what what you hate about him let's let's make this nice and concise so we yeah. have it in case somebody missed it or you know they're not 100 sure exactly why 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 do you have such hatred for this person he speaks in these short, inspirational sounding sound bites mm-hmm. that mean nothing. Right. And then everybody cheers. And that's the thing, too, is everybody cheers in his, his congregation after everything he says. And they get so excited. And it's a, it's a cult of personality. And I'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that in, and more in a little bit. But it's a cult of personality where you could just tell that he, uh, he really 
soaks it up and loves loves being worshipped and loves being like you know cheered for and anything he says it's like bam i've often said that he's the inspire bot of preachers like that that website <laughs> where it just like random yeah. inspiring sounding things pop up that's exactly what he is i mean that's that's very prominent i think in in the social media age like so many people are doing that shit where they just say things like these little affirmations or like you're this because of this and don't believe this so it's like it doesn't mean anything but it sounds like it means something so Mm -hmm. yeah when life i'm just gonna try to make one up right now as we um Mm -hmm. when the waves of life hit your ship remember who your utter is your utter wait what's the (laughs) not an utter rudder rudder (laughs) 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 i'm like what the fuck is going on (laughs) when life gets you down remember that there's always an elevator back up to hell (laughs) right exactly yeah yeah exactly uh yeah he's uh he's got a lot of scrutiny over the years one of them is for we've talked about this before is spontaneous baptism so he'll be like We're going to do some baptisms. Whoever wants to be baptized now, just volunteer. But then he prearranged people to volunteer so that because he thought that would lead other people. But then it was just the volunteers that came up and he's still. I remember us <laughs> talking about this. Yeah. I have to see when I hear spontaneous baptism, I just picture like you're out at the you're like at the mall or something. And then all of a sudden you just get like splashed with a big bunch of water. And you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, oh, you've been spontaneously baptized. It's like when I worked at a coffee shop and I spilled a. A thing of water on my coworker, and immediately it was like, "I'm so sorry, but also uh, you're baptized now, so you'll thank me in heaven." I feel like that would I would be even more mad about that. I don't want to be baptized. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Can't. I don't want that taint on me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cult of personality. Let's see. He like Trump autographs um, Bibles. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> same yeah he autographs uh his me- the church members bibles like your pastor shouldn't autograph anything for you but i mean it's yeah, pretty funny yeah it's true they always talk about him as the leader and lead pastor and how they serve him so in this one thing they were talking about um kind of the core principles of this church and i'm going to read four of the i'm not sure how many there were, but it goes up to at least 16 four of them number one we serve a lead pastor who seeks and hears from god Number three, we serve a lead pastor we can trust. Number seven, we serve a lead pastor who pours into us spiritually and professionally. And 16, we serve lead pastor who goes first. This feels a lot more cult-like than anything. Yeah. I mean, religion itself is a cult, but you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> here I, we are. And with the image of the pastor is like the shepherd. So the pastor is supposed to be serving you, supposed to be protecting you and helping you in your life. You're not supposed to be serving that person. He's supposed to help you serve God. I yes. is like that's the way I saw it when I was in the pastor role. Well, that's what you would think, but I mean that's true of a lot of public servants that we have nowadays. They should be serving you and protecting you and doing things like you're paying for them, but Yeah some reason it always comes back to you yeah it's true i had a i had a, we went to a church for a while when i was in high school and the pastor was it was also like a cult of personality like people just like worship this guy the whole thing with like foot washing in the bible is supposed to be about humility and yeah. G- jesus was the one who washed people's feet and so we had a foot washing ceremony at the church which usually is supposed to be like the leaders would wash your feet as an act of symbolism but he just had everybody watch his feet i think both are weird to be yeah. honest yeah i think i think so too 
like it's just I, I'm good, man. Thanks. Yeah. We talked about the coloring book, too, but I didn't realize how creepy like the words were on the coloring book. So he made, they made a coloring book about like the church. And uh, one of the sections was about unity. So they have a picture of him like as a coloring book figure that you could color. Yeah. And it says unity. We are united under the visionary. Everyone must submit yourselves. And the, yeah, that has a Bible verse about submitting yourself to authority. But we are united under the visionary with the picture of him. Yeah, this and it's, isn't good. Yeah. And it's like four children. Yeah. you're All you're doing is you're priming these children to obey this person. Yep. This yeah. has nothing to do with, with a higher power. It has everything to do with ingratiating yourself to the leader. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, exactly and on the bottom it says elevation church is built on the vision god gave pastor stephen we will protect our unity in supporting his vision i don't think god would give anything to a guy named stephen <laughs> yeah exactly and lo the lord did say unto stephen <laughs> get me some smokes bud <laughs> what about larry yeah. stevens no that's even worse oh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah there was a, a blog post somebody made about Dog a, with a blog post. A, yeah, dog with a blog about all the uh like signs of a cult of personality in churches. Yep. And another blogger pointed out like three major ones that he's definitely guilty of. But um what what were they? Uh yeah, no one is allowed to question the leader without a retribution. There's yeah. The line between look at what God is doing and look at what our leader is doing is almost non-existent. Yep. Right. And the name of the leader and the name of the church are inseparable. And yeah, Stephen Furtick and Elevation Church are one and the same. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, problematic. But... Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And you said there's 20,000 people right now who are part yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah. Something okay. like that. He has an estimated net worth right now of $55 million, but that's estimated because he's never, ever revealed his salary. And uh, but 2013, we talked about this, too, where he was under a lot of scrutiny for how much money his house cost and whether that was the church property, whether the church paid for that. Oh, yeah, because this hasn't been an issue with with mega church pastors. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so it's a one point seven million dollars. Um, as we discussed, that's not a lot in Toronto money. But uh, I was going <laughs> to that's like <laughs> that's like half a bungalow. Mm -hmm. yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then he said, as is in our theme song, he said, I didn't build this money with, I didn't build this house with money from the church. I built it with money from my books, but is the church also paid for the advertising for the books? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The church paid for all the marketing. The church paid for a number of the books themselves just to get it on the New York times list. So yeah, the only reason that people bought your book was because of the church too. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like, all right. And so it was under somebody else's name. It was never under his name. It was under a guy named Chunks Corbett. But this one Chunks article. Chunks Corbett? Sorry, James Chunks Corbett. So his what? nickname is Chunks. What? I don't know why they included that. <laughs> Wait, that's who that's who the book is under or the house is under? The house. The house. Okay. Yeah. That is so. really like if you're going to have an alias for hiding a house i mean chunks corbett's pretty good that is pretty good <laughs> sounds like a bad like opening comedian <laughs> we're really gonna just gloss over that it felt like <laughs> <laughs> chunks oh, i love it 
Yeah, he's been interviewed multiple times about how much he's made, and he always refuses to say how much he's made. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point he said the reasoning is because if, if he starts saying how much he's made, then that's saying how much the church is giving, and then it, he'd eventually have to realize how much he is giving, and you're not supposed to brag about how much money you give away. <laughs> that's a really good way to avoid paying taxes. <laughs> yeah. I think next year I'm just going to write the CRA and saying, listen, guys, I gave away a lot of money this year, and I can't brag about it because that's bad. So I'm, you know what? Just uh, I'll give you $10, and we'll just call the whole thing even. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like most churches, especially mega churches, will reveal their budgets to their staff so that their staff knows their their congregation. Sorry, so their congregation knows exactly like what they're spending, where they're spending the money on. They're Do just, they actually give them those numbers, or are they fake numbers? Sorry, a lot of churches give those numbers. A lot of mega churches yeah. do too. But can you believe those numbers? Yeah, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. I mean, I mean the Mormon Church lied. I think that that was revealed a couple years ago. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, and a lot. I of mean, churches... those guys are so full of shit for multiple reasons. I'm not surprised that they're lying about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I remember when I was growing up, our church, and especially when I was working there, we had our annual meeting, and that's where somebody from the church would go through the budget of what we're spending throughout the church, because it's all about like if you're a church member, then you're you know involved in the church life and what the church spends and stuff at this church they do have a board of directors that may help make decisions most churches the elders or the board of directors or whatever Mm -hmm. is made up of church members this board is made up of other mega church pastors and nobody (laughs) from the church okay yeah the people who should be calling the shots then right yeah so they all decide together how much Stephen furtick's salary is going to be and then they don't disclose it to anyone Mm-hmm. So these other rich pastors just help him become a rich pastor. And then there's no, no transparency whatsoever. And he's also with the money thing has been accused of being part of the prosperity gospel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has been associated with T.D. Jakes, who is a prosperity gospel preacher, and a lot of stuff with Joel Osteen, who is also, you could consider, a, <laughs> a prosperity gospel preacher. Yeah. Uh, I just watched one video today. I just searched uh, Stephen Furtick tithing. Like, what's his opinion on tithing? And I found this video, and I wrote down the quote of what he said in the video. I've been praying for someone to give a million dollars today. I've been praying for someone to give $100 today. Maybe the person giving $100 is making a bigger sacrifice than the person giving a million dollars. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, but they always see, these people always see sacrifice as, as a good thing. And they always try to convince people, like, whatever you want to pay, pay more because God's going to bless you for that. Well, that's the thing that's fucked up about it, too. It's like, these people are already millionaires off of duping their congregations yeah and of course it's always the the most hard up people who are are genuinely taking it the most like sincerely and they're giving as much as they can and more and half the time these people are living in like terrible conditions because of it yep like it's it's disgusting Mm -hmm. i mean uh my grandmother worked for a while at a religious mail-out center and they would just send out things 
all across the state saying like, oh, the furnace is out at the church this year. We need help getting it back. And you'd have like old ladies from Alabama sending checks for like $500. And, you know, they're probably eating cat food now because they gave all their money to this fucking con artist who had million dollar properties on the waterfront and, you know, never yeah. paid a tax dollar in his fucking life. I don't know. Yeah. These these people are fucking disgusting. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's if it's like a small community and you're like supporting your small church or something like that, I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You're keeping it in here. You're not elevating somebody else for their own financial gain or anything like that. There's no real big incentive to making it more than a community thing. But as soon as you start getting into these, these fucking assholes, I, it's just gross. Yeah, it is. It's really gross. Uh, he also has talked about like, he said, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, then you need to fix the flow of what your money is. And so basically, like, um, if you're, you know, if you're not making enough money, then you have to fix uh, what you're financially focused on. And then, of course, the solution is you just pay money to the church. Pay, right. Then, yeah. Because the best way to have more money is to give your money away. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of fucking sense. And yeah. like, like somehow people always seem to. People in in those those power like positions of power and with money always seem to think it's so easy to be like, oh, well, just, uh, you know, get a better job and make more money It's like that's not always easy to do. It's not just like some magic solution that you can snap your fingers and do. It's it's not that easy. You can't just like go to your dad and ask for a million dollars like some of these fucking people do. But yeah, no. And I, yeah, I've, I've met so many people who. It's just like they go on, like they always talk about when you tithe, then God blesses you. And if you don't tithe, then you don't get financial blessings. And I remember one person talking about they had, they didn't have much money, but they gave it to God anyway. And then the next day they were at the grocery store and some of the meat had like that 50% off sticker on it. And that was their sign from God that like, that's not a sign. That's just like at the end of the day, sometimes it's just a day at the grocery store. Yeah. Exactly. But you just grasp onto any of these blessings in your life, even though you're giving away your money so that somebody can get their third BMW or whatever. Listen, I, I understand the value of like appreciating the small things in life. But as soon as you start looking at shit like that as a blessing from God, then you really need to reevaluate your whole life philosophy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Before we end this, I want to share with you something that, you know, maybe this would be his response to the things I'm saying. Uh, and then maybe we could talk about that. Uh, let me know when you can't take it anymore. Hey, haters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, haters. I hate to break this to you, but your day is done. See, we're done with the way you sling shame and blame in the face of anyone who doesn't say what you say and see what you see, read what you read, think what you think and do what you do, how you do what you do but it's not about you. We're sick and tired of your pervasive propensity to pick a fight and hide the light, nitpicking every single pixel of God's brilliant picture, seeing only your side in only black and white. So scared to death of difference, shaking your fist in the face of change. I hear you hating on some people because they're not deep enough, but it makes me wonder if depth is more a measure of love than it is about whether people sync up with every idiosyncratic opinion you've got. You're full of opinions, but you're low on the spirit because the spirit is love. The spirit is peace. The spirit 
is kindness, and the only kind of words you ever seem to speak bring death to the hearer and leave weakness in their way. You look like a toddler drawing lines in the sand, talking about how you're defending the truth and taking a stand. But for all your hating and pontificating and stances and games, there's no change. Fall back. That's a good it's enough. a new day. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Um, what I find really funny is that he keeps talking about like you don't believe you you have all these views and if people don't agree with them then they're wrong and you're standing there pontificating and putting all this stuff out like that's what you're doing right now yeah. that is 100% <laughs> what you are doing right now yeah. you're standing there drawing a line in the sand saying everyone else is wrong and they need to wake up and open their mind to your point of view it's exactly. like, do you not uh, do you not see the, the the fucking hypocrisy of that? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And the, he definitely has a punchable face, too. He does. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> this came out looks like this came out in 2011. And this is obviously a uh, a reupload. I'm sure he deleted it. It's oh, that's why it's unlisted now. So it's still on his. But mm. it's like so I found it through a that's why I couldn't search it by anyways. Right. But this is before most of the accusations of everything came out. So he's just like, right away, he's like, anything, anyone who disagrees with me slightly is a hater. And yeah. um, I can just dismiss everything they say. And that's yeah. always a really good position for a pastor to say, you know, never. Take I mean, that I've always found that to be, you get that a lot with like, these kind of arguments i get that a lot with like supernatural arguments too it's one of the things where it's like well you just don't understand kind of thing yeah <laughs> it's such it's such a non-argument too it's like okay maybe it's just because your your ideas are wrong and i don't buy them yeah exactly yeah um should we move on then to or do you have any uh, last thoughts on stevie ferdy uh this guy is a total weenie yeah can him get rid of him he's get done. rid of him yeah what a weenie i agree uh let's do some uh, let's thank, thank some patrons let's do it oh my god wow thank you so much oh, oh thank you oh thank you thank you so much All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Bible study. It's been it's been great. I mean, a lot of people don't do book clubs for one book for this many years, but we've been mm -hmm. we've been doing it and we've been uh, making it work. And, and um, I just have a little confession before we get started. We have been doing this uh, book club for as long as we have, and I still have not finished the book. So please uh, pray for me to finish that up. Soon. Okay, and okay. we will pray for you. I guarantee that nobody in any Bible study ever has ever read the thing. But let's. Uh... Oh, I feel so much better actually now okay. knowing that. Okay, good. And let's let's move on to some prayer requests and some thank yous. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to Diego, Ethan, Colin. Uh, we also want to thank Greg and Colton. And uh, and we have a special prayer request right now for Miltank. Miltank, um, very very cool person, very wonderful person. But they've been um, doing that thing from Teen Wolf where they surf on top of the van, which is really sweet, but it's also dangerous. So we just pray for hedge protection around Miltank as they surf on top of a van like in that movie Teen Wolf. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a prayer request for uh, 24 Oceans. Um, and I just want to say that uh, 
there are in fact more than 24 oceans um, and i think it's sinful to say that there are only 24. Mm -hmm. um, god's limitless potential allows us to have as many as even 34 oceans so, that's true yeah and i do I believe wanna... that uh everybody if everybody in, had an ocean mm -hmm. across the usa then uh, yeah then we'd be surfing yeah then we could finally see the light mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i have a i have a prayer request for uh, uh brian brian's been uh, he has a delorean and he's been trying to make it go back in time uh so he's out there a lot of times during thunderstorms just trying to get it uh, to strike and um Brian, I just want to lift him up because that's not even how it worked in the movie. And he's he's going to need to find himself an old scientist man to help him uh, find his dream. That's fair. That That's a very good point. We all could use an old scientist man. And some might say that the first old scientist man um, was God. That's true. Very true. And the last old scientist man, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Or woman. Or a woman. We don't know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I have another uh, prayer request for uh, Samantha. Now, Samantha loves loves her crosses, loves her cross. And um, the, the only problem is it's become such an obsess obsession with her that um, she's been stopping at every crosswalk. And uh, by the time she's finished praying, the light changes and she's unable to, to cross. So uh, we just want to, we just want to, pray for a nice quick uh road crossing prayer for samantha mm, that way they can finally get to the where they need to go amen and i uh finally i just have a prayer request for joel joel um he's a doctor and he was on his way to hollywood to be a doctor in hollywood but he got into a car accident and a judge decreed that he had to be the doctor of a small town oh for a while um and so we just lift him up in prayer as he's in his new in his new town mm -hmm. and um and also um just an announcement that the bible study um has finished all the michael j fox movies and um and now we can move on to other movies because those are all plots of uh, michael j fox <laughs> should we go back to a christian rock lyric? yeah let's go back to a christian rock lyric <laughs> Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. This is less Christian rock and more praise and worship, but still, I'm going to mm. count it. Christian. Um, so this is just more like soft rock or more like just like contemporary pop kind of Christian? Yeah, rock? it's like the or kind of stuff. like oh, singy churchy kind of stuff. Singy churchy kind of stuff. Uh, so this, uh, this is a song written by, uh, who wrote this? Oh, Stephen Furtick. Oh, he writes music. He writes, well, his name is on like all the songs that Elevation comes out with as a co-writer. Oh, so he probably just comes in and says, let's do that one. Let's not do that one. Yeah. And so like this is Aaron Robertson and Stephen Furtick wrote this song. The music video is so stupid or that I don't know if it's a music video or like this inspirational video around it. But he's like he just keeps yelling, move, move from being sad, move from <laughs> move, bitch. <get> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> 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 I, I started singing that immediately when I watched it today. <laughs> but uh, and this is probably a scheme too, like getting his name on it so that because a lot of churches use elevation music. So he's probably making bank on this music too who was it i remember it was like one of those like tv theme songs or something like that where one of the creators put their name in for 
the theme song and they still get royalties for it, even though they had nothing to do with the theme song or something. I can't remember who that was, though. Sorry, yeah. it's just something I thought of. But yeah, so he's making a shit ton of money off of this music that he probably had nothing to do with the conception of. But mm-hmm. yeah. he's definitely had something to do with the uh, the uh, distribution of. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this song is called Evidence. Uh Oh, (laughs) what happens on the mountain can't stay on the mountain. What happens here has to get there. And God's delivery system is called faith. A little bit of faith, a little bit of faith. There are some things in our lives and in our community, in our city, that by the power of the word of God and by the power of our worship are about to move from here to there. And then I'm going to skip down to later because remember he talked about faith, which is believing in Mm -hmm. something with no evidence for it. Uh, Which is not really a delivery system. That's more of a receiving system. Yeah. A miracle can happen now for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here. A miracle can happen now for the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around us that the spirit of the Lord is here. And then that, it goes... that part, that part's a bit of a banger. I could get that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just your delivery that really sold it for me. Yeah, I do have a. I did, I did used to be a beat poet, so. Yeah, the spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop that beat. I'll add something in post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's our episode for today. Wow. What a way, what a day with good old uh, Larry Steve. <laughs> Larry Steve. That's what Our I'm calling him from now on. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Again, I'm going to reiterate, guys, weenie, um, stop giving them money, people. Come on. Mm-hmm. Stop stop giving all these people money. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. But then again, people donate money to Kickstarters for rich celebrities all the fucking time. That's true. Like, remember, what's your face? They're like, help make so-and-so the first self-made billionaire. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, because it, it's not self-made. And it won't be self-made if you're just giving a rich person money. It's, it's yeah. People are morons. Yeah. Speaking <sighs> of giving money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again to our patrons. Thanks to our, uh, yeah. yeah our, our, uh, thanks for watching, listening and uh, liking. I will, and... Arg- I will argue that yeah. we are not, we are not, <laughs> we are not rich. No, nope. <laughs> we are we are not claiming to be rich. We are not claiming to try to be making ourselves the first self-made anything. Mm-hmm. We do we we do this because we we like to do this and we enjoy speaking about these things. And the fact that uh, we have people who listen is something that we both uh, really do care about and really do enjoy. And mm-hmm. if we can help you guys, that's great. And if you can help us, that's that's also great. We don't expect anything, but we appreciate everything. Exactly. And we're not going to promise you blessings, um, <laughs> but we are going to promise you because Damien and I are now going from this to do our live stream. So we mm-hmm. do promise you that if uh, you become a patron, you can join us there and it'll be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. And you can see that I'm what you'll be able to see that I'm wearing my HC for JC shirt. I pulled that out of the, the old closet. <laughs> I noticed that when you came on. Yeah, it's a little tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just makes you look jacked, Trev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, be be blessed. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something we'll like see that. you next time. See ya. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.